Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Please be seated. Merry Christmas. I hope already you've had a merry Christmas, uh, whether it's family coming or presents under the tree, or you got exactly what you wanted, or you've guessed that you are going to get what you, you want tomorrow. Or maybe you've enjoyed the uh, beautiful colors outside. I like to say there's no way you can sit in this place right here and not be just a little happy looking at just the beautiful colors, the gorgeous building that uh, the wonderful Germans put together here, you know, a hundred years ago. How awesome is that, right? What a perfect place for Christmas. We are missing one thing, though. We're missing something. Snow, right? Do we need snow, right? Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas, though, seriously. Uh, as uh, if you weren't here Wednesday at our children's, our school, uh, well, overall children's service, uh, you uh, don't know that my favorite Christmas show is, what is it? Anybody know? Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the best by far, right? Fight me later if you disagree. I know some say die hard, but I'm going to say Charlie Brown, right? But it really is. I love the Charlie Brown Christmas um, because amazingly, it's more than 50 years old, made in 1965, and absolutely has its thumb on the pulse of what's right about Christmas and what's wrong about maybe how we do Christmas. But recently I've realized I've kind of had it wrong in what it has so right. So I was watching it again, and the usual things come through. I don't know if you watch, if you, everybody, everybody, who's, everybody's seen this, right? Everybody's seen it? It's not the same sermon by, as Wednesday, by the way, if, so if you're here Wednesday. At first, and for a long while, I just thought that it was really sort of an anti-commercialization of Christmas, which I think we'd all agree is overly commercialized. And it's amazing that in 1965, they thought it was over-commercialized, Right? And so you'll hear them whining. I think Lucy complains about uh, she doesn't know what she wants for Christmas more, you know, to buy this or buy that. And you hear the gang, Charlie's gang, complain about the over-commercialization of, of Christmas. We hear it all the time. I'll bet some of you have grumbled like that to others because it comes July. Suddenly you have music going and why is Christmas music going? Because we all know they want you to buy stuff, right? And we're out there buying, right? We're competing, purchasing, and buying, and making sure that we have all the material things we need in order to have a good Christmas, right? And we all whine about it. It's over-commercialized. But we don't do anything about it. Have you noticed that? <laughs> so I always thought that's what it meant. And what's funny about that is, is uh, the Puritans, actually. You read the writings of the Puritans of the 17th century, same complaint, I don't know what the malls were like in Puritan times, rushing to get wooden shoes. I guess that's Netherlands, but you know what I mean? I don't know what they're doing, but they didn't like Christmas because, oh, it's too commercialized. 
Like you sold out, you know, like your favorite band's third album, you know. And so they banned it. They literally said, if you're celebrating Christmas, uh, you have to do extra more work, like on the next weekend or something. And I think there's another one where it said, this Christmas time, we're going to fast and pray for all the other Christmas times in the past where we had a good time. You want to be a Puritan? No. Hope not. So there's nothing new. Over-commercialization of Christmas. Watching the show again, I heard the most amazing thing coming from Charlie Brown's mouth that is so appropriate, I think, maybe it's just me, for today. Charlie Brown looks at Linus and says, there's something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming and I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Does that resonate with you? 1965, little blockhead, talking like that. That's so, man, let me tell you, I'm Charlie Brown. You got all the right things all around you, but you don't feel like you think you're supposed to feel. We all make fun of the Hallmark movies, but I think we all have a fantasy that somehow our life is supposed to be like a Hallmark movie, Christmas time at least, at least a couple days. I love Charlie Brown, another great quote from Charlie Brown. He says, I know nobody likes me, but you didn't have to invent a holiday just to accentuate it. He's talking about not getting any any cards. But isn't that really, I think, a major issue? At least it is for me. Doing all the stuff, the decorating, the outside things. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. The lights of the streets, you walk, the right, right, lights on the, on the strings of lights, you know, on the trees. You walk down the street, it's just covered with it. You go to the mall, the beautiful pictures, the music, and they're playing all the Christmas songs. And then you have the haunting memories of youth. And you just don't feel it. So you, so you satisfy that inner thing by doing more. You need more and more music you know, or whatever. Or maybe you get angry. You said, I hate Christmas. Some people do that. You give up on it altogether. Charlie Brown is suffering what I would say is a, uh, a 20th, 21st century, first world problem. The luxury of introspection. <laughs> the luxury of just dwelling and thinking about how you feel about everything. Have you noticed this? I think it's most of our problem in America now. We all really are in tune with how we feel. And we actually no longer think with reason, but it's all feelings. And we're chasing those feelings. Whether it's a job or a career or a, or a spouse. We want to be happy. We chase it. It's the goal of life. It's in our Declaration of Independence, the pursuit of happiness. Thanks a lot, Thomas Jefferson, because that is a waste of time if your pursuit in life is happiness, a feeling. You will fall every time. It will consume you. It will never end if your life is about pursuing an inner feeling. Because we are fools. To be a, a sinner means to be a little messed up inside. If you gauge things by the barometer of your, fa- of your feelings, you will always be off. Because they come and go, don't they? And if you judge the success of your life or how good your life is by how you feel inside, you will always be like Charlie Brown, I promise you. 
So Charlie's moping around. He's a blockhead, like me. <laughs> what is the antidote? He goes to a psychologist, Lucy, <laughs> and she just lists a bunch of fears, and he seems to have all these. <laughs> doesn't help him at all. Trying to fix the inner Charlie Brown doesn't work. So what does Linus do? Linus gets up on the stage and he points Charlie Brown away from himself and his feelings and if he's happy or sad or what he even thinks about the matter. And he points Charlie Brown outside of himself to what happened, what occurred. History and facts and reality, no matter what you think about it or feel about it, doesn't matter. Linus says this. In those days, the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration with which, when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own house. Joseph also went to, to Galilee, and because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, he betrothed, was, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. He just recites what happened. That Christmas is not about your inner feelings or your subjective experience. It's about reality. It's about something that happened. That God came into this world, fact. That God came as a baby, taking on our flesh to do us for us, to be the perfect person we fail at being. That God came and died for you and for me and for Charlie Brown and three days later rose again. And you got nothing to say about it. It happened. Christmas is not about your experience. It's about what God has done. And what's beautiful about that is that those promises of Christmas are not connected to your feelings or experience of it. It happened. Whether you like it or not, God loves you. He's crazy in love with you. And instead of saying goodbye to the whole human race, comes down to us in our depression and our sadness and our wishy-washy feelings and our sins and takes our place and rises again, forgives us of our sins and gives us the promise of resurrection. And you got nothing to say about it. It does not hinge upon whether you believe it or not even. That is a fact because Christmas is about something that happened for you. And it's safe that way. Because the promises of God that we receive in Christmas of forgiveness, of eternal life, are outside your ability to wreck them. They're his, and he gives them to you for free. And Linus finishes and says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown, right? Isn't that beautiful? And just like in the story here, the angels see what happened, and God sends the angels to be Linus's to the shepherds and invite them to this new reality where there is love from God, there is forgiveness, and a sun has dawned, and a new day is coming. And the Lord is sending you today, first of all, telling you, just like Linus, Christmas is about what Jesus has done. No matter how you feel about it, he loves you. I tell you what, that actually can make you feel good, right? That God loves you. That he forgives you. 
that he'll raise you up on the last day. And now he sends you out. Because I bet you've got some Charlie Browns in your life. And they don't need to hear you sort of try to psychoanalyze or use this, uh, quite frankly, uh, very subjective, if you can call it science, to sort of make people feel better. You can tell them the hardcore facts of God's love in Christ, the Christmas story for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.